organic and buy local. Made easy at Friends of the Earth. A proud 3CR supporter. Slavery is back. Welcome to a place where private business profit from a captive labour force, yet pennies are spent on medical services to a population in which the Indigenous, the poor and the mentally ill are overrepresented. Where isolation, humiliation and degradation are facts of life. Welcome to prison. It depends who's telling the story, I suppose. The prisoners would have one view. The people who work in the prison system would have another. And I think it's up to people to decide uh, where, where the truth is. Give government propaganda and the media spin doctors the flick. And check out Doin' Time for news, views and tunes on prison issues from Guantanamo Bay to Christmas Island to prisons and detention centres everywhere. Every Monday at 4pm on your community radio 3CR. We are still fired up and we're still talking about revolution. Hello and welcome to the Doing Time Show. This is 3CR Community Radio, 855 AM on the dial, streaming live on www.3cr.org.au. This is Marissa and I'll be taking you through until 5 o'clock this evening. As listeners are aware, we've gone back to stage 3 lockdown and the pandemic is still raging all over the world. And indeed, there's been quite a lot happening in Victoria in regards to the spiking of coronavirus cases and, in fact, masks are actually becoming mandatory this Thursday, I believe. So, yeah, there's a lot going on and the mainstream media has reported quite a lot on aged care facilities and a little bit on homelessness and the ABC has reported a bit on homelessness and refugees. However, the real story about what is happening with refugees who are locked up and quarantined in the Mantra Hotel and other facilities, other detention centres. And in fact, a lot the refugees, most refugees are not affected as yet with the coronavirus, so I shouldn't really be using the word quarantine. It's more that these refugees are being locked up indefinitely with no end date. And in particular, I want to dedicate this particular program to all refugees and asylum seekers and all prisoners. In fact, there was a prisoner from the Melbourne assess- who was gone through the Melbourne Assessment Centre who was recently um, tested positive for coronavirus, and that was reported in the media. But what hasn't been reported so much is what's happening with refugees in the Mantra Hotel. First up on the show, we're going to be speaking with Moz, who is a wonderful musician and activist, and he is one of these people, refugees who is locked up in the Mantra Hotel in Preston. And the, the show, we have done some extensive coverage on the protests that have happened on an ongoing basis at the Mantra to try and let these refugees out into the community because the refugees in the Mantra Hotel and indeed in quite a few of the detention centres have underlying health issues and, have, and, and some of them in the Mantra have been brought to Australia because of Medivac. And Medivac is the bill that was taken out 
or repealed by the Liberal government and Medivac was meant to help sick people to get treatment that are coming from Manus Island. So these refugees are now stuck here. And so pretty soon we're going to be speaking with Moz, who's locked up at the Mantra, and he'll give us some more information about that. And then after that, we will be speaking with Ollie, who was part of a fantastic protest at the Mantra Hotel where they, were, they locked themselves up in cages. So we'll be speaking with him about that. He was arrested there, so we will be very careful not to discuss legal, legal strategy. We do have to be careful of contempt of court. But we will be speaking with Ollie about his, his experiences and what happened at the protest. Before we launch into um, speaking with Moz, though, I wanted to just draw the attention of listeners to a recent media release that's put out by the Refugee Action Collective. A security guard who worked on the third floor of the Mantra Hotel in Preston has tested positive to COVID-19. Australian Border Force informed refugees of the positive result last night, which was the 12th of the 7th, 2020. Now, last night would have been a couple of weeks ago. Workers in hazmat suits have been cleaning the third floor where refugees are imprisoned, but refugees themselves still do not have adequate PPE, said Chris Breen for the Refugee Action Collective. And this positive COVID case confirms all the warnings from refugee advocates about the risk of COVID-19 to refugees held in detention who are unable to physically distance or protect themselves from the virus. In addition, authorities are not proposing uniform testing for refugees as they have for other residents of Melbourne affected by outbreaks. Refugees have been offered optional testing and if they take up the offer, will be required to isolate in solitary confinement whilst awaiting test results. So we'll be speaking with Moz and what, what, what is very, very interesting here is that Chris Breen and was one of the people arrested at um, a protest at the Mantra um, during, during the pandemic. Coming up now, we'll be speaking with Moz, who will, who will talk to us in far more detail about his lived experience. The Israeli government's planned annexation of up to 30% of the West Bank of Palestine has sent shockwaves around the world. Free Palestine Melbourne will examine the implications in a forum, The Palestinian Struggle in the Era of Annexation, 7.30pm on Wednesday the 22nd of July. Speakers Hanan Ashrawi, Yara Harawa, Mehan Maghribi will explore what it means for Palestinians, for the future of a Palestinian state and for our advocacy, activism and the ongoing support of the Palestinian people. Register online at www.fpmelbourne.org fpmelbourne.org Free Palestine Melbourne is a 3CR supporter. And you're back with the Doing Time show and we now have Moz on the line. Hello Moz, welcome to the program. Hi Marissa, thanks for having me. It's great to have you and I'm wondering if you could just talk to us a little bit about yourself and Talk about what's been going on at the Mantra. Uh, I am a refugee who came to Australia in 2013. And after a few weeks, 
I was forcibly transferred to Papua New Guinea and was imprisoned in Manus Detention Center for six and a half years. And after lots of torture and trauma, I was transferred back to Australia for medical help under the Medivac bill. Uh, I am still uh, currently locked up on the third floor of the Mantra Hotel, uh, approximately with 65 other refugees. And we don't, we haven't got any treatment. We were transferred for to Australia for medical help, but there is no any treatment at the moment. For one quarter of our lives, we have been locked up in detention by the Australian government, and we are still suffering. We came to escape torture, and we, we are still being tortured. We are just numbered for them. Everyone in the world has rights, and our rights shouldn't depend on where we are from or the color of our skin. We are treated worse than criminals in prison. Criminals have access to work, exercise, and sunshine. We are denied these basic rights. Even criminals in jail are supported to study and get a quality, quality education. We are banned. They are ruining our future with this torture. They are also going to confiscate our phones, and that will disconnect us from our family and friends and limit our legal support. We have been separated from humanity, from our family, from our loved ones. We have been separated from people we love and we are losing our identity. They are trying to take out identities away further by taking our phones. With no other stimulation in this prison, our phones are a lifeline. We need them to stay sane. Why do the Australian government want to take uh, our phones? Now they call us detainees. Even animals in the zoo are treated better than us. If there were 65 dogs in this place instead of us, they would be allowed to have a walk. We are not allowed to have a walk out of this place. We are treated worse than animals. We Miles, I was going to ask you about some, those phones. When are they going to do that, take away the phones? Um, they are going to uh, pass... Uh, they are going to talk about it in the parliament very soon. And I hope not. Yeah. And it's very scary. I... This place, we don't get any sunlight. We have been deprived of sunlight. And plants wilt without light. They die. They are depriving us of nature. Indeed, they are. And they are depriving us of sunlight. You know, this this is very, uh, very sad time for us. We don't know what to do, you know. And the Australian government are are uh, spending $355,000 each year for each refugee to maintain this regime of torture with your taxes. I am sure that you, are, you people uh, are not happy to pay taxes for my torture. I am sure that uh, refugee lives do matter for people in Australia. 
But my question is that why refugee lives do not a matter for most of politicians in Australia? Absolutely, Moz, and it's it's really important to talk about that, isn't it? And the thing that is most concerning as well, and we do need to keep an eye on what's happening with those phones, and certainly we'll be reporting on that regularly here on the show. The other thing too is in regards to the coronavirus, it appears that refugees at the Mantra are not getting equal um, say in, in regards to, or testing in regards to the coronavirus. I wanted to ask you, yeah. the MSS is one of the security companies linked to the leaks of COVID-19 from Victoria's quarantine hotels, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, can you can you week, tell us what happened there with, with, with the guard? Uh, yeah. Last week, um, ABF, Circle Managers and IHMS, confirmed that one of the workers here got... COVID-19, and everyone uh, uh, is panicking. We don't want to catch this virus, and this virus is very catchy. Anyone can get it easily, and the way that the manager of uh, IHMS talked with me, I really felt uh, I was disrespected when uh, uh, they were telling us to wash our hands and, you know, uh, practice the social distancing. We are not children. We know how to wash our hands and we know how to practice the social distancing. But the problem is that in this small place, uh, practicing social distance uh, is impossible. There are many people who are working here. They uh, don't practice the social distancing. They uh, enter the room several times a day, and we can catch this virus easily if just one of them get this virus. And it's like a, a cruise ship, and if it's, uh, the feedback goes to the, to the community. We don't want anyone to catch this virus. It's, it's very true, and it's, it's, very, it's a real worry. Yep. And uh, we are... We are sick mentally and physically. I suffer from asthma. I feel if I catch this virus, I will die. Apart from the uh, uh, COVID-19, it has affected on our minds. You know, we uh, are suffering mentally here. We are uh, locked up in danger. There is no any place uh, for us to get sunlight. And our skin and our body bodies are getting weaker day by day. Absolutely, and on top of that, there's the pandemic as well. And back at the time when the Medivac um, bill was repealed, I was really appalled, to be honest. It's it's the worst thing that I ever saw happen. Yes, and the, the politicians, most of the politicians, the two major parties, Liberal and Labour Party, uh, they don't have any plan to... Uh, to release us into the community. Uh, for more than 2,550 days, we uh, are suffering in detention, and they are blaming each other rather than finding a solution, rather than think about humanity. 
absolutely. And it's very, I mean, the media release that the Refugee Action Collective have written is a really good one, Moz. Have you read it? It's really, and I really, if you don't mind, I'd really like to talk to you about that because the media release talks about the fact that there are no penalties for authorities whose willful negligence has led to actual cases of COVID-19. And despite multiple warnings, government authorities continue to put refugees at risk of COVID-19 infection. Can you comment on that? Uh the most many there are many doctors in Australia. There are many wonderful people are living in Australia, yes. Yes. and they all of all of you people, all the expert people, say that keeping these people in a crowd and cramped area it's like a concentration camp. It's absolutely a torture center, and if if the uh, feedback is like the cruise ship, and it comes to the community. You know, the, this, if one person, it's a miracle that we haven't got this virus. If just yes. one person, one of the officers, um, get this virus, because we play pool, we play ping pong here, and we uh, see each other, and just one small virus can affect on our life. And it goes to all the community. We don't want you to be in danger also. Absolutely. And would you agree that there needs to be an independent inquiry to work out the facts about the potential exposure of refugees and guards and the testing of all, of all exposed, potentially exposed individuals? Well, I, uh, everyone here has support. Uh, we have families and friends in, inside the community. We uh, can stay, we can live with our families and friends till the pandemic uh, finishes. And we are very careful about um, the outcome. The, you know, we yeah. care about this community also because this community is like our family. And I love this family. I love this community. Yeah, look, you're right. It is a miracle that, that the refugees haven't got coronavirus. But, you know, it is most concerning, Moz, about how, you know, everybody needs to be released to safety and freedom. Absolutely, everyone should be free. You know why? Because we have committed no crime. We are people seeking safety and freedom. If uh, if there was anything wrong, we are not criminals. Why uh, innocent people should be in jail? Why innocent people, even the criminals, uh, treated better than us? They they have lots of uh, more things inside the. The jail. We are banned of everything. They just torturing us every time. And the politicians, and, the most of the yep. politicians are, are they, they don't want to talk about this place. And there are different forms of torture. Torture is not just about physical torture. There are different forms of torture, aren't there? Exactly. 
Exactly. It's like a luxury torture. They locked us up in... Uh, I spent 20... You know, we... Uh, I tell you that we are spending 23 hours a day in our room. Uh, how can we survive? It's, it's just... Uh, it's very difficult. I tell you that. Um, we were suffering for years on menace. And now they put more pressure on us. We cannot, the size of the, uh, the window that I can open is like 10 centimeters, 10 or 15 centimeters. We cannot get vitamin D. It's very difficult for us to live. There is a narrow corridor. The, the corridor is very narrow and uh, we just walk like zombies. We don't. We forgot how to walk like a normal person. They made us very sick. Mars, I imagine the ventilation in the hotel wouldn't be all that great, would it? Yeah, it's uh, it's very difficult sometimes for for breathing. And what about the mandatory wearing of masks? Does that apply to refugees in the hotel as well? Uh, everyone can uh, use masks and gloves, but most uh, I have seen that the, some of the uh, officers don't use masks and gloves. Yeah, so, so, and what about soap and other hygienic products um, to, uh, to well, wash your hands? Is there enough of well, that there or not? Well, uh, I don't say that there is not enough, but I tell you that they don't uh, put the sanitizers uh, yeah. Every time they forget to feel it, or they are, uh, I, I have seen that they don't feel the sanitizers every time. Many times I see that they are it's empty. And the other concern too, Moz, is that you say you have asthma, and then the, the refugees in the hotel all have underlying health issues so their immune systems are compromised and so they would be susceptible to coronavirus and I'm hearing in the media all the time that we need to actually help the most vulnerable people in the community exactly we everyone here has different uh, kind of sickness I have asthma so some people also have a difficult breathing and um, our my situation and our the other people in the in this place that are locked up are getting weaker. I see these people. I am witnessing that they are getting more depressed, more yeah. uh, like moveless. They every time when I walk in the corridor, I don't see anyone. Most of the time, they are inside their room. Are you allowed to step out into the corridor often, Moss? I can't go outside, but I, I don't want to catch... I feel uh, I feel the virus is outside. Yeah. That's why I prefer to stay inside my room. And the corridor uh, is, not a, is not a good place for me to walk. I, uh, I, it, it reminds me of lots of trauma on Manus. Yes, yes, yes. Trauma overseas, I imagine. I understand, Moz. Moz, it's been great talking with you. I'm hoping that we can um, chat again 
regularly on this show. And I wanted also, Moz, to apologise to you because uh, we will be still playing your music. I just didn't get, get to arrange it because um, I'm actually doing my show remotely from home and there's nobody, not many programmers can go into the radio station because of the restrictions. But we will play that music next week. Uh, thank you uh, very much. I just wanted to uh, tell my message to all of people who are living in Australia, uh, and my message to you all is love, because uh, we are born to love and respect each other. My music is my message. The name of my music is love. I was tortured on Manus for years and years, and I am... I have been tortured in this place for one year also, in this hotel. But this suffering uh, provided me the opportunity to meet many wonderful people in Australia, and they are like my family. And I really appreciate all of you amazing people who are standing up for us and fighting for our freedom. I'm so happy that I got a chance to talk to you, Moz, and, and I'm very happy that we're able to speak on this show. Thanks for having me, Marissa. And Moz has, you'll probably hear from Moz um, quite a lot, given that he has been doing a lot of work with the Refugee Action Collective and has been, haven't you, you've been a regular speaker, haven't you, at some of the protests there? I speak at the rallies, I uh, feel your kindness. I see that how these people are amazing, and I feel that uh, we need to send out the real information so that people see that how the, why the, the government are lying to people. We are not bad people. We are not criminals. We no. uh, are people who are uh, seeking for hope and Freedom. The people united shall never be defeated. Uh, we are uh, here to uh, show the reality that how they are uh, lying to people. Absolutely. Moss, thank you so much for coming onto the program. We're going to be interviewing Ollie next, who is a protester, uh, an activist doing some work. Um, I, I believe, um, at the Mantra some weeks ago, and I think there were some people arrested outside the hotel. So we're going to be speaking to him next. Any final comments, Moz, before we finish? Um, I tell you that people in Australia, I feel that I haven't seen any anything wrong. There are some... I hear that some people uh, from... I, I heard that uh, a couple of Officers told me that when I go outside, you see that how they hate you. But I tell the, I told them that this is not true, because no. um, I see that many wonderful. There are many wonderful people who are living in this uh, community. Who said and, they hate you? Um, well, it's because they are putting pressure on us. They want uh, us to think that people outside yes. are. Uh, different, but I different. I mean that uh, they don't care about us. But I am. Oh, they're trying that, to say that um, that people hate you out there. Yeah, but not all of them. Not all no. of them. 
I am going to tell everyone that we respect people in Australia and we have not committed any crime. Of course you haven't, no more. Yes, and we really thank you for supporting us. Moz, thank you so much, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you very much. Take care. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You are listening to 3CR Community Radio 855 AM on digital and online. 3CR Radical Radio. Hey, all you mob, it's Dr. Mark Winnetong here. Coronavirus has certainly changed the way we live, work and connect. These changes can be hard for some of us and can make us feel no good in our head or spirit, like sad or worried all the time. Some of us might already be dealing with other things like sickness, trauma, and this can make it really hard for us to feel good about anything at the moment. If you're feeling like this, remember, it's okay to ask for help. Have a yarn to someone you trust, like your family or an Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander health worker. You can also call Beyond Blue, Lifeline or the Kids Helpline to talk to someone or look at some helpful information at headtohealth.gov.au on the internet. A 3CR supporter. And you're back with the Doing Time show. And we're going to be speaking now with with Ollie. And Ollie is, is a refugee advocate um, and activist. And he was actually present at the Mantra Hotel at um, a recent protest. And we were speaking previously with Moz, who is a refugee locked up in the Mantra. And I'm, not, I'm now going to be speaking with Ollie to hear his perspective and look at what's happened at that protest. And this show is dedicated to refugees and asylum seekers and all prisoners. Hello, Ollie. Welcome to the program. Oh, good day. How are you going? Can you hear me all right? I can. Can you hear me? Absolutely, yeah. Great to have you. Now, you might hear a little bit of an echo because of the restrictions and the lockdown. I'm actually doing... A lot of us are doing the show from home. Um, I know. So... Yes, there's quite a lot involved with this operation. <laughs> so, Ollie, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and talk about some of the things that happened um, at the protest and what led up to it, and also talk about it in the context of the the pandemic? Sure. So, um, this is the the protest with the glass cage on the roof. That's correct. Yep. Yeah. Sure. So, um, it was a, a few weeks now back on um, the 24th of June. Um, a couple of um, protesters, um, one of them being myself, um, uh, organised to get a, a big uh, cage, which is about a metre and a half by a metre and a half, with glass around it, up onto one of the rooftops of the Mantra Hotel, or the Mantra, Ho- Mantra Prison, as we like to call it, which is currently detaining about 65 refugees, um, as you would have heard from from Laws already. Um and, um, yeah, the action was um, in solidarity with the refugees there and as well as refugees and asylum seekers around the continent um, who were affected by um, simply yeah, the, the racist policies um, that, that affect their lives in terms of um, uh, mandatory detention, in terms of um, the lack of permanent protection in the community, um, and so, yeah, so we were up there in a cage. Um, we dropped a couple of banners. Um, it was just down there um, on Ballot Street. Um, so if you drove past on that day, you might have seen us. Um, 
And, um, yeah, the action generally went pretty smooth, smoothly, and fortunately we got a bit of um, media attention on the day. I think it might have wound up on a couple of news channels in the night time. Um, um, and, yeah, it was, it was great um, that a, a couple of the refugees there were also spokespeople for the action, so they got to chat with media and, and get their story out as well. So, yeah, that was sort of how, um, how that um, protest um, happened. So, were you? So, so tell me about the cage. How did that? Was it actually up on the roof? Yeah. So there was a bit of um, pre-planning and organising that, that that sort of came into the action, which I won't um, go into great no, no, detail no. about. Yeah, we don't want to talk um, too much. I, 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 I suppose what I, what I'm getting at here is sure. so the cage yep. was positioned on the roof, and you mm. were in the cage. Yeah. So we we had a cage. Um, which we'd, we'd safely and carefully um, yeah. um, positioned glass around it. Um, I, and I guess it was it was symbolic, but it was also practical. Um, the symbolic side of it was um, that, yeah, literally these refugees have been in, um, locked up in, right. in the mantra for so long now. Um, and, yeah, so it was on, it was on um, one, of, one of the rooftops, which could be seen from um, the corner of Bowen Otham Street. Um, and, and, and so, and, so you, you yeah. and a couple of other protesters. We won't talk too much about sure. about it. But you were arrested, and what were you charged with? Um, yeah, so there were two of us who were um, arrested and charged. Um, we were charged with trespass and hinder police in, in the end. Um, yeah. So no, no COVID nineteen restriction. No, fortunate, fortunately not. Um, I, I presume maybe because there was only two of us, and I'm not sure exactly. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm get, I think during that stage maybe because there was less than ten people gathering. Yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, we we fortunately got off on on that one. But obviously, there's been other refugee protests around um, the Mantra Hotel, which have been less fortunate. Um, yes, absolutely, and and in fact. Um there have been a number of protests, haven't we? Haven't there, with the Refugee Action Collective, where they were protesting against the the serious mistreatment of refugees and asylum seekers in the Mantra hotels? And um, but basically, it's quite appalling, isn't it? What's been going on? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's it's um, yeah, just the human rights abuses that have been going on. For, for years, I guess, since mandatory detention has been a policy that was brought in by the Labor Party in, in the 90s and continued to be upheld through the Liberal Party. Um, and, and, and just for, the, for these refugees um, who, are, who are in the mantra, um, the refugees who are in other places of detention like MIDA, like Kangaroo Point, um, yeah, it's just shocking. These, these refugees um, have been um, imprisoned for... Over seven years now, um, and yeah, it's just it's just a, a, a terrible policy for, for these for these refugees, um, and and just ruining people's lives. Um, and 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 we know, yeah, we know that, uh, yeah, almost a dozen men ha- have died from this policy. Um, and it's yeah, it's just a, a sadly like a, a ticking time bomb of how long how long until another uh, refugee is going to die. We know that there's. Um, been suicide attempts in the Mantra Hotel. Um, for, fortunately, they haven't been successful, but it's it, it's just a, t- a terrible policy, and um, it, it's got to it's got to change quickly. 
Absolutely, it has to change quickly. And, and then on top of it, there's the pandemic and also how recently the guard was tested positive for COVID-19. And even without that diagnosis, you know, how awful that these refugees have got underlying health issues and they're being kept there when they should have been given medical treatment before that, when that, when that Medivac legislation was then repealed. As a consequence, they haven't got that that help, have they? Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I've heard from one of the refugees in, in there that following that, um, that discovery of the, the COVID case with the guard, that there was a meeting with some of the refugees and, um, and Serco and um, ABF and they were they were simply told to to wash their hands more as a precaution. It's just just r- ridiculous and atrocious. Um, but but beyond that, we like we know that a lot of these refugees have um, a, a number of different medical conditions, but many of them have mental underlying mental health issues. And simply locking people up who have mental health issues um, and need to be treated. Um, and aren't allowed to access to fresh air or um, community services or anything like that. That is, no, no matter how many prescriptions, no matter how many pills some of these refugees are given by by, by doctors in the mantra, it, it, it's never going to be a cure um, until they have their freedom. And even until they, have, they start having some medical treatment, which they should have had in the first place. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think what's interesting, not just interesting, but I think what's important for listeners to realise is that I invited Ollie to come onto the show in addition to Moz just to show to show listeners about the fact that there are people out there who are protesting. Do you know what I mean? Who are protesting in solidarity, and it was really important, Ollie, that... Your contribution to this show is terribly important today. Oh, thanks for having me on. No, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, thanks. For, thanks very much. Can I also ask you something, Ollie? Mm. And it's something that's been of really grave concern to me that I wanted to discuss with you. And it's in regards to I was having a conversation the other day with. Um, a person, an individual who's an Australian citizen, and I was explaining to this person about the Mandra Hotel and the Medivac legislation, and the person started to shout quite angrily, saying, I am an Australian citizen, I pay my taxes, I pay for Medicare, so therefore I deserve high priority to be treated in hospital, and the refugees certainly do not deserve to be treated in hospital, despite the Medivac bill, because they are not citizens. Can you explain to listeners what that, you know, what what do you think about all that? Can you comment on that? Mm, I I mean, yeah, it it must be deeply frustrating, I, I guess, Firstly, for the refugees to hear that sort of um, that sort of rhetoric, because that's simply what we've been here for, hearing from our leaders, from the Liberal Party, from the Labor Party, from government, um, 
for, for decades now regarding refugee policy. And so I, I, I can imagine it must have been very frustrating to hear someone say that. Um, we have a duty and obligation to um, assist and look after refugees and asylum seekers who come here. Um, and we, we, it, it's all too clear that this has become a, a terribly politicalised issue, that the, it, it shouldn't be political at all. It's, it's, a, it's about human decency and human rights. Um, and, and at the moment, anyway, there's, um, as we know, the Metro Hotel is in um, Darabin. It's in a uh, pretty progressive left-leaning um, electorate. Um, there's so much support from businesses, from community health services. In fact, there's a community health service just opposite the mantra, um, from families, from friends of refugees who live in that area, um, who, are, who are more than willing to support these guys um, in, in whatever way possible, but they're still um, being locked up, um, being held hostage in, in, in the Mantra Hotel. Um, so, yes, simply... Um, it's it's devastating for the, for these refugees' lives, um, as you would have heard from from Moz already, um, that this policy continues. And um, yeah, it's it, it's it's a real it's a real shame that um, Australian citizens have have bought into it in the way that they have um, to, to say that these people aren't um, shouldn't be allowed or shouldn't have access to healthcare or shouldn't have access to Medicare. Um, yeah, that just, that just shouldn't be how an uh, egalitarian, um, d democracy-driven society should be. I wanted to actually draw that to, to the attention of listeners because it just goes to show we all need to unite. We need to... The, the, the greatest fear, the greatest fear of the authorities is when people have a united front and, and we need to be able to all get along. It doesn't matter what our, you know, political persuasion is, or who who we are, or the colour of our skin. We we need to all unite. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and I think we've seen in um, like in communities where these um, these hotel style detention centres have been set up, like in um, Kangaroo Point in Brisbane. And um, similarly in um, in Preston here in, in Darabin, which is the the uh, local council area, um, there's definitely a lot of community support and um, a lot of shock about what's being what's happening at a, at, a, at a local business such as the Mantra Hotel. Um, so yeah, it's been great to see like a lot of the community, a lot of um, the neighbourhood residents um, coming to protest. Um, Sending things to their local um, MPs, um, and so, so that that's been terrific to see, and, and hopefully that more more will come of of this issue um, at the Mantra Hotel, but more broadly for the the, the treatment and the, the lack of protection and rights for asylum seekers in the community as well. What were the demands of the protest? Um, so our our protest was. Probably more of a solidarity action um, than something with specific demands. Um, although, yeah, we were encouraging supporters to check out yeah. the Manus to Mantra, Man, sorry, the Manus to Mantra Facebook page, which is run 
um, by a, a couple of the refugees there. Um, but our our demands have been clear, um, I guess, as a group for <laughs> over five years, and, and some say would say that it's um, maybe a bit idealistic. But we want to we want to knock down and, and end the mandatory detention policy. Um, it's been clear from groups like Rise, which is a refugee-run um, uh, organisation, a refugee support organisation, um, and they've been calling to just end the policy full stop. We don't believe that um, refugees or asylum seekers should be detained for one hour once they've made it onto the, the shores of this continent, um, and, and, and that's what we're we're pushing for in our in our message. Absolutely. And in fact, I've just been having a look at the media release that's been put out by the Refugee Action Collective. And it's really interesting. There's a quote here from Chris Breen where it says, Australia's acting chief medical officer, Paul Kelly, has called public housing towers vertical cruise ships. The detention centres and hotels are similar. Refugees who have committed no crime and been detained for seven years are now having their lives threatened by being held unnecessarily in cruise-like detention conditions. Can you comment on that? Yeah, well, the, the issue is um, is definitely re- relatable. Um, I've heard also from from other advocates and, and people in my community living living close to another public housing tower that there are a lot of um, refugees and um, refugees who now um, have um, have citizenship um, who do live in those towers. And so it's just uh, atrocious that the, the way that that lockdown of those towers um, happened to, yeah, vulnerable people in our community. Um, but it's, it's connected in many ways. But I think one of one of one of the the shocking ways that I, I'd um, been been Sort of explained um, uh, about that issue is yeah is that they're they're re- people from refugee communities people who have been locked up um, in mandatory detention who have been putting through the, the, the same shocking thing in, in public housing um, and and yeah I, I mean I I can't I don't I don't live there and I'm not involved in um, a heap of public housing campaigning but um, there's so much more to say on on that issue and um, the, the lack of funding in public housing support. Um, across the across the country, and actually, the bizarre and uncoordinated manner in which the situation was rushed and was not uh, was not coordinated properly when the, that lockdown happened with with the towers. Yeah, it is, ab- it is definitely absolutely. connected. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, and, and we've seen. Um, I think. A couple of the refugees I've been in contact um, have also posted things on Facebook about about the connection of what's happen- happening there. Um, a lot of um, yeah, people from migrant communities, a lot of um, brown and brown and black people. Um, yeah, just, it's just a, just shocking that the, the way it was implemented and 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 the the, the force of um, of the police in in that as well. Um, or yeah, from photos of people who were locked in their apartments. Just hundreds of police around, um, and we we know the, the effect of, of racialized policing on on those communities and communities across the country. Um, and it's 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 the same it's the same sort of thing which has been happening at, at the Mantra um, with with the, the Preston Police Force um, 
and and Vic Police who are attending protests and trying to slap people with fines as, as much as they can. Um, and 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 simply the 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 police there they're they're the line between the protesters being able to get those men out um, and and they're being stuck in there for another year. The the, the Preston police is um, totally complicit in what's going on in there. Um, and if they were to stand down today at five o'clock, um, there would be very very little. Um, well, that, that that would be that would be the point at which. Um, those refugees will be freed in the community, and the, the community wants that, the community supports that, and those refugees um, deserve, deserve their rights. I mean, you know, let them work in the community. Like, I don't know, I can't understand why they can't just be released and, you know, have them on, on visas and, and, and let them stay in the community. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's 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 bizarre. It's 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 really challenging to get to get um, to get your head around. And um, I, I I think there's a lot of different theories behind it. But I think one of the ones which which is, is clearest to me is that the, the government really wants to be strict on this um, on on this re, on this refugee issue and send a clear a clear message. Um, to refugees and asylum seekers, and it's 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 a it's a real shame as a as a country which um, is economically um, pretty pretty well off, um, at least as a, as a government, um, to to not yeah. be supporting those in need. Is, yeah, it's, it's just it's just really really terrible, and um, yeah, there's just there's just so many human rights violations which these guys have um, been put through um, for so long yeah. now, and yeah, they should they should be they should have full permanent protection. Um, that's that's what they need, and and that's um, that's what they deserve. Absolutely, and in fact, um, would you say that government authorities continue to put refugees at risk of COVID nineteen infection? Yeah, it, it it seems so. I mean, the I've been told from some of the refugees within the Mantra um, that they have around seventy Circo guards on roster there, um, and um, those those guards aren't staying there overnight or anything like that. They're you know they're, they've got their six hour shift and then they return home and to their community um, and are rolling in and out of there as, as well as staff of the Mantra and to have those. Men who are already in um, some of them in quite serious um, medical, um, like quite vulnerable in, in their metric, right. their medical conditions. Um, yeah, it's just ridiculous. I mean, there's 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 no way for the men there to self-isolate. Um, they're all having dinner in a big room together. Um, many of them are in rooms with um, two or three other refugees. Um, yeah, it's it's. It's it's terrible, and 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 Victoria and the the federal health, uh, like the Vic Health and federal health um, ministries, yeah. and um, I don't know what. Um, I know the, what you're the, saying. The, they're, 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 they're turning a blind eye to this, no no doubt about it. Um, and I'm sure the same is is happening in, in other detention centres around the country. Absolutely, and and in fact, you know, I want to thank you so much for for coming onto the program. It's so important, um, you know, to, to discuss these things, isn't it? 
And I just wanted to end the interview or conclude, if you like, mm. by just really quoting from the media release again. The Refugee Action Collective calls on Prime Minister Scott Morrison to immediately release the Medivac refugees in detention in the Mantra Hotel and across Australia, and calling on the Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews to take action instead of using Victorian health regulations to target refugee supporters who are shining a light on the cruel, unfair and unsafe conditions of refugee detention. Isn't that right, Ollie? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a this is a clear thing that the the state government's involved in all of this, and um, that they're with their police force and with their the health officials um, towing towing this line, um, but not supporting refugees at all, um, who are clearly some of the most vulnerable people in our community. Um, yeah, they've they've got to step up um, and and practice as they preach because. Um, yeah, it's it, it, it's not going to get any better or easier for for these refugees who are who are, who are pinned down and um, um, by this ridiculous policy. Ollie, thank you so much for coming onto the program. It's been lovely to have you, and I'm no hoping worries. that we can we can actually have you back very soon. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me on the program, and thanks thanks for all you do with your with your show. Now, is there a court case coming up or not? Not yet. Uh, yeah, I think we'll be due in mid-October. Um, but um, okay. yeah, we'll, we've we've well, got legal support, and and we'll we'll get through that. Um, you yeah. will, and in fact, I'm hoping to have you back on the show before that court case, just to uh, you know to get supporters in for you. Sure. Thanks so much. I really appreciate that. Thanks a lot, Ollie. Take care. Cool. Thanks. All the best. Thanks. Bye bye. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio, 855am. Fitzroy Legal Service has launched a free information and advice phone service for people who have been stopped, questioned, fined or charged for breaching the new COVID-19 restrictions. Have you been fined or charged under the new laws or stopped and questioned by police for being outside? Call 0434 136 501. Weekdays between 9am and 5pm. That's 0434 136 501. Or head to fitzroy-legal.org.au for more information. You can also report incidents at covidpolicing.org.au. Fitzroy Legal Service is a 3CR supporter. And you're back with the Doing Time show. It's approximately 4.54 and we're going to be going out going out for shortly with our, with our theme song, Black Fella, White Fella, from the Rumpy Band. Thank you very much to both our guests. Thanks to, thanks to Moz. And thank you also to Ollie. And a cheerio out to Peter. And thanks, Peter, for organising Ollie to come onto the show. And as I said in the beginning... Of the show, this this um, the doing time show is today is dedicated to all prisoners and all asylum seekers and refugee refugees. And just to remind listeners that a prisoner on remand has tested positive to coronavirus, and have a look at, at the age, um, and you'll see an article about that. 
um, basically prompting fears of an outbreak through Victoria's prisons. And it is the first time a positive case has occurred in Melbourne's prison system. So I'm hoping that, you know, the coronavirus doesn't spread in prisons. It would be an absolute disaster. And, you know, we need to watch this space and, and keep each other safe. We have about two minutes left of our show. Beyond Zero is coming up next. So it's goodbye from Marissa. Stay tuned every Monday from 4 to 5 for the Doing Time show. Look after each other and take care. Kindness costs nothing. And, yeah, and Rumpy Band is coming up next. Bye. A true fella, as long as you are real fella. <laughs>